Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of the Goofs and Gambles podcast. My name is Joe Pulte, joined always by my cohort, Mr. Jordan Collins. Jordan, happy weekend. Uh, I hope it was great for you. Uh, I think you said you were boots on the ground this weekend as well. Was boots on the ground for Rangers Marlins on Friday. Yeah, pretty solid game. I mean, not sure if you saw it, but we had a beer snake going on in right field. Pretty, uh, pretty electric <laughs> atmosphere, man. Describe a beer snake to me. Oh, I think I know on. what it it's is. A, this is a Wrigley Field tradition. You get all your empty beer cups. Okay. And you stack them into a massive snake. Into a snake. That's what I don't understand. So go oh, 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 I know. Never mind, never mind. I have seen that. We did see that. I've seen that. Um, was it the Rangers game that we went to? Um, but uh, yeah, okay. I've seen that. Nice. It's typically a Cubs thing out in Wrigley Field in the bleachers and things like that. That's kind of where it started. But that was cool to see. I mean, as a Ranger fan that's been around, that's seen the past 10 years, it was nice to see a Friday night, a Marlins-Ranger game be a sellout. People were loud, going fucking ape shit crazy. It was, it's nice. Baseball's back in my world. It's a nice, happy place again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think you guys took, what, two out of three from Marlins? Well, one today? we'll figure out what happens today, but I think we go up against Sandy. I think we are due for a loss, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. We could sweep today. Nice. Cool. Uh, well, today's show, we're all about the Big Ten, which has obviously uh, been in the news quite a bit. Um, they just, quote unquote, stole Oregon and Washington uh, and put the final nail in the coffin of the Pac-12, we think. I don't know what their future is going to hold or how many Mountain West teams they can steal, but um, yeah, it's a, it's going to be an interesting year in 2024 for the Big Ten, gaining USC, UCLA, Oregon, and Washington. Um, yeah, no, but I, I think it's actually pretty funny. We, we just changed the college football playoff rules to where like, hey, if you're in a power five and you win, you get an automatic bid. Correct. Which means in 2024, we could have, I mean, what's the best Pac-9 team remaining? Uh, Washington State probably is the best team left. <laughs> so, 7-6 and six Washington State uh, qualifying for the college football playoff? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I don't know if you remember, but I mean, Washington State did put the, like, put it on Florida in the bowl game. I think they won like 30-3. to three. Washington State's not a terrible team, but that being said, no, not Washington State, Oregon State, forgive me. So, yeah, that's that's what's basically left. Interesting. I wonder what the rules are. Can you imagine if, like, all the conferences have to agree for it to change? And that time's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. We're going to take yeah, our automatic bid. That's going to be, it's it's going to be so dumb. But, yeah, Pac-12 is dead. It's official. It's done. But I don't blame the Big Ten for doing it. I mean, if we just kind no. of studied up on the Big Ten this last week or last couple of days, this conference is pretty overrated. It's very top-heavy. Yeah. And it has, you know, big names that have done pretty much nothing for a very long time in football. Um, you know, the Nebraskas, the Wisconsins can only carry you so far, I guess. Um, yeah, if... if- I'm sure we're going into this right now. We either have Michigan or Ohio State winning the Big Ten, right? That is correct. 
cool. Yeah, same. So not much of a surprise there. Like, it's just such a top-heavy conference. They do need that. I really do think for them to compete with, like, an SEC, they really do need a UCLA, USC, Oregon, Washington. I think that's really huge for them. I think in the near future, we will finally have a legit Power 2 conference. And I think the best way that college football can fix their problem is if they have a relegation system. Interesting. Uh, That would make me a little nervous. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how you get that because then you have to the initial putting someone in the bottom tier would be so controversial and upset so many people that I just don't I feel like we're never going to get that system in any American sport. I think college football is a good way to start though because like I mean right now Rutgers is in a power two conference. Right. Sooner or later Rutgers will not be in a power two conference. And then, I don't know, you get, like, a, a Cincinnati that jumps in or somebody that's, like, I don't know, San Diego State had a decent football program. Cincinnati a few years back, right? I think that would be really good to see them jump up and down like that. Just saying, this is a – nobody's really listened to our show for ideas on how to fix college football, but I'm saying that would fix college football. But if they did. Um, yeah, I just don't know – how that would affect things or, you know, stuff like NIL deals. Uh, I mean, it's just so many things. I feel like it's too chaotic to even try to do it. However, I would be very interested to see it. <laughs> I mean, we NIL need to... is basically They're... the death of college sports anyways. I mean, you, a kid could transfer halfway through the season and go start playing for another team right away now. Right. So I don't know if that really helps, but yeah, it's, it is what it is. It's this is still one of the greatest things to watch gamble on. This is still one of my favorite. I don't think it's ever really gonna die. I do enjoy seeing the Pac twelve die though. That that's been a plus in my <laughs> mind. <laughs> and you know, I know you're leaving the uh Big Twelve behind, but uh the Big Twelve it, it's not even it's not that it necessarily got better, but did it get a lot more interesting? Because I feel like it got a lot more interesting. I, okay, so one, I think the Big 12 should thank UT and Oklahoma for leaving and yes. giving them basically a five-year heads up. Yep. The, True. Like, the fact that they were proactively getting all these other schools to like replace us, probably the best thing that could have ever happened to them. So you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, no, the Big 12 is pretty fun. They're, none yeah. of them are going to win a championship anytime soon, but it, it's kind of like a higher quality Mac. The best way I can explain that. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be some, some fun matchups, but all right, well, let's get into the uh, big 10 today. Um, I guess you want to start at the top, uh, just go over Michigan a little bit. Yeah. I think Michigan is probably my favorite team this year. Uh, simply they have a lot of starters returning. I mean, J.J. McCarthy, I don't think he's the greatest quarterback in the world, but he's serviceable and he'll do fine. Uh, Blake Corm's back. Yeah, I mean, what's your thoughts on Michigan? I mean, it just comes down basically to whoever wins Michigan-Ohio State. Um, unless, of course, you know, they have a disaster. Like, um, I haven't looked up their schedule to see if they have any uh, question marks on the schedule. But, um so- Yes, they're, uh, let me double check that real quick, because I, 
I think they it, it's going to be a eleven and zero going into Ohio State, and they are at home this year in Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. So I mean, their first six games, or their first four games in general, are kind of like jokes. East Carolina, yeah. UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers. Oof, that's, These uh... are all the games that uh, Hardball is going to be suspended for giving away hamburgers. <laughs> is that what, wait, I didn't even see what he was. It was uh, something illegally recruiting, right? Okay. This is the biggest... Like, and I would love to shit on Harbaugh I won. I think he's annoying. But this is kind of like when you get a speeding ticket and the cop goes like, hey, do you know how fast you're going? And he was like, I don't know, maybe 70, 75. And you go, no, you went 90. I'm just going to give you a ticket. That's basically what Harbaugh just went through. He basically bought his kids a couple hamburgers. I think he spent like 40-something bucks on a few recruits. And that was it. That was it. In the world of college football, that's what he's getting suspended for four games for. And when there's way crazier shit going on in the world. Yeah, I agree. Um, that is a little ridiculous. Uh, looks like the the hardest game they're going to have is at Penn State. I mean, that's going to be an electric atmosphere for sure. Um, and it Penn is, State's uh, good enough to beat them if Michigan goes in and, you know, stumbles. Yeah, that, that's going to be their toughest thing. But I do think at the end of the day, I think they beat Penn State. I mean, they got eight offensive returners or starters returning, seven on defense returning. I think this is your Big Ten champion. I have the over on Big Ten or Michigan's win total of ten and a half. I have, I think, the over on Blake Corum's rushing. I'm a little bit worried about his injury proneness, but I think... And here I'm trying to pull it up right now, but I think it's like over unders at a thousand yards or something like that. And last year with an injury, he had a thousand and fifty yards. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you know, two good backs and a good quarterback, good defensive players. Uh, I mean, they should uh, they should roll through. Um, I don't know. Next up, uh, Ohio State. Obviously, you know, they're right there with them. I'm just putting them one notch below because they did lose C.J. Stroud. Yeah, and then I actually have a really big question mark on that because what their quarterback is, Kyle McCord, or it should be. Uh, there is a quarterback battle going on right there. Kyle McCord, is he's played a few games. Uh, Devin Brown's the other guy. I mean, after watching the spring game, and I know there's not much you can really get from spring game, it just looks like both those quarterbacks were duds. And they didn't oh. look great. I think with the uh, with the receivers they have with uh, fuck I'm blanking on his name right now. Just had it written down, but like they have a good receiver. Marvin Harrison Jr. Thank you. Yes, Jesus Christ. But yeah, they're gonna be fine. I think offensively. I do. I just think Stroud. <clears throat> that's gonna be a big loss for Stroud to go to Kyle McCord. I actually have yeah. this team under eleven and a half wins. I think they may. They're gonna lose that Michigan game in Ann Arbor. And I think they may lose to Penn State. They got Penn State at home. No, no, no. They have Penn State at home. They're at Wisconsin. Uh, Is there other? And they're technically at Notre Dame, if you want to call that a tough one. Right. I think they have a tough schedule. That's why I think you're getting the best value of the under 11 and a half wins right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess, who do you consider the third best? 
Penn State, probably? Uh, honestly, I'm kind of debated that earlier because I have another team like on the west side that I think could make some noise this year, and that is Wisconsin. But okay, I, let's go with Wisconsin. Let's go with Wisconsin then. Let me go to my Wisconsin notes real quick. I got to flip a couple pages. So right now, uh, that they got a brand new coach, uh, Luke Fickle, which we know his great work at Cincinnati. Yep. They have 10 offensive starters coming back. So basically one guy left. They have an offensive lineman that is probably going to be a first-round pick, Jack Nelson. They have a top-five running back, Braylon uh, Braylon Allen. They have a top-five linebacker core in college football. I really think this is a very underrated team. I think this is going to be one of those teams that we are all kind of surprised. I think they make a big six bowl here. Oh, okay. Here's kind of the cool thing about this as well. They play Buffalo, Washington State, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Rutgers, Iowa. Iowa, I think, is their first real big test. And then they play Ohio State two weeks later. And then that's really it. They kind of avoid the whole Ohio State and Michigan. They have a fairly easy schedule. I think the two toughest teams they're going to play all year are going to be Iowa and Ohio State. And they get them both at home. I legitimately see this as a an eleven and one team. Ooh. And the over under is eight point five. So uh, correct. Yeah, we'll definitely be leaning uh, over on that one. I'm um, on the yeah. over heavy there, and I actually did an alternative bet. I just sent money over to my Louisiana guy. I put down that they're also going to win ten games, and so that's at plus one fifty as well. Ooh, I like that. The other one I have is they're the West champs because we do have divisions here. For my West champ, I have Wisconsin being on the West side. So I think at the end of the day, and back to my Michigan bet late earlier, I think Michigan will win the East. That's at plus 130. Let me double check that real quick. Plus 125 for Michigan to win the East. Plus 130 for Wisconsin to win the West. I think that's your matchup at the end of the year. That's just my prediction there. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, they do. Did I see they do play Penn State? No, they don't play Penn State and they don't play Michigan. Right. So I so. think they're one of the few lucky teams that avoided it. Like, because there's some teams that play all three and you should have luck. Yeah. Um, but Wisconsin got a pretty easy draw on that. There's another team in here that I got, like, I was like, holy shit, that's lucky. I think it's Iowa. Because Iowa's another team on the West, I think, that could make a run. Yeah, Iowa has Penn State, but they don't play Iowa State or Ohio State or Michigan. Michigan. So that's another team that I think you could see making a run for the West. I just think Wisconsin has a better coach. Uh, I don't necessarily like Iowa just because the fact they only score six points a game. And I don't see that really changing. They have the same style of coaching. I mean, they did get Cade McNamara, the transfer from Michigan last year. Yeah, I just don't know how drastically that's going to change their offensive scheme. Or does it really improve it that much? In right. a conference that's like fairly even. Yeah. McNamara is a better quarterback than they had last year, but I don't know if they're like, what, they're going to go from six points a game to like 18? Like, it's still not going to be enough in college football to like make a difference. Uh, yeah. I mean, if we're skipping ahead, I have 
Iowa to go over their eight and a half wins as well. I think they're a ten and two team this upcoming year. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Uh, anything on Penn State? Yeah, I actually like their new uh, quarterback, Drew Aller. He's not awful. I do think Penn State will be a better team. Um, I think they're a ten and two team as well. I think they lose two games. Most likely, let me let me double check that. I think it's they Ohio have Michigan at home and at Ohio State. Yeah, I think those are their two losses. And other than that, yeah, I mean they have Iowa at home. They play at Michigan State and maybe at Maryland for trap games, but Which, that's about it. I'll say right now, Michigan State might be one of the worst teams in this conference. Really? I, I um, think yeah. Let's switch. Let's switch to the game. to the bottom of the conference. Who do you have last? My dead ass last is Northwestern. Uh, they've been in the news for some some weird type of hazing. Some what? It, my favorite picture was uh, it's just fat guys doing fat guy weird shit. <laughs> and I think that might be the best thing I've ever read because I think it, we've it, all been in a football locker room where we're like, we know exactly what that is. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, I really think with what's going on there, they're over under set at two and a half, and I think it'd be a they haven't won a fucking game on US soil since twenty twenty one. They yeah. beat Nebraska last year in week zero in Dublin, and they ended up losing every single game after that. I see I here think... Northwestern actually won the Big Ten West in twenty twenty. So it wasn't that long ago. Yes, correct. But that was twenty twenty was a made up year. I think they had like six games played. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it's basically saying they're not going to beat anybody in the conference. And it's I'm just a question to... for the over-under. Are they going to go – how are they going to do in their non-conference games, UTEP, Howard, and Duke? So their over-under just comes down to really – I mean, theoretically at least – are they going to be Duke, UTEP, and Howard? I, I mean, I assume they will. The only but... team I think they can beat is Howard. Yikes. I think that's a stretch. Duke, decent football program. They're not terrible. They're, they're... Right. If they were in the Big Ten, they'd be a middle-of-the-pack Big Ten team. Uh, UTEP. They're lucky they're not playing in El Paso. That is a borderline win. I think UTEP could pull something off. But this Northwestern team is going to be historically bad. This this could be a winless team. Wow. Okay. Um, who else is at the bottom? I assume Rutgers as well? Yeah, sadly enough. But Rutgers does have like one of the greatest 4-8 schedules of all time. I think <laughs> they're going to be the best 4-win team. So I think they should get a bowl just because. Um. But yeah, they they have a tough schedule as well. They also got to pull the Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. So that's an automatic three losses right there. They're going into Wisconsin. Um, yeah. Going into Iowa. That is brutal. They pulled one of the toughest schedules in college football, I believe. Okay. Um, all right. Now, next uh, couple teams, I want you to tell me, do you see them closer to the top half or the bottom half? Okay. Let's go with Maryland. Maryland is so fucking middle or middle of the pack. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> uh, I do think that them having a 
Tagovailoa is one of I can't ever fucking pronounce that, but having him as a quarterback and having a couple of returning starters come back, that should be a good team. That's an eight-win team, in my opinion. They have four losses in my projections, and they, I think they also pulled kind of like a Rutgers schedule where they play Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State. Right. Trying to double-check that, so they got screwed on that as well. Yeah. I uh, know that they, yeah, they play at Michigan, at Ohio State, Penn State at home. Right. So I think they got an unfortunate schedule. I still think that they got lucky, though. They they play Towson, Charlotte, Virginia. They'll beat Michigan State. Indiana's kind of a coin flip between them, I guess. Illinois, same. But then they'll beat Rutgers and Northwestern. So I do see them actually... They could probably easily win seven or eight games. They're over-under set at seven and a half. I'm going to take the over. Nice. Okay. Um, what about Iowa? Top half, bottom half? Yeah, we kind of talked about Iowa. I think this is a top half team. They are they're very well could win the West and be in the Big 12 championship. Uh, I have them way over their projected eight and a half wins. I think they get to 10 and two. I do think their defense is still pretty damn good. That's what kind of keeps them alive. Yeah, I like Iowa in the top half. Okay, Indiana? Indiana. They got eight returning starters. They did lose 30 seniors last year. I think they ended up getting like 25 kids out of the transfer portal. Uh, they're over under set in three and a half. I would say they're in a bottom half of the Big Ten. By the way, fun fact. Last year, they were the first team to ever lose 700 games in their whole little franchise. Wow. <laughs> that's a uh, shit ton of games. Yeah, that's so... Like 70, 10 last season. That's crazy. They're definitely a bottom half team. I think they could get over four wins, but that's not really saying much about them in general. I don't think they're going to make them noise right. in the you think they yeah, could get so, to five wins, but they can't. There's no way they get to seven. Yeah, exactly. I think if if they make it to a bowl, that is a huge accomplishment for their program. Okay, Michigan State. Michigan State's in the bottom half. Uh, unfortunately, that team got absolutely killed by the transfer portal. A lot of exits there. Um, I feel bad for them because I think they thought they got a stud with Mel Tucker as a coach, and I think it just kind of burns them. I don't think he's able to handle the transfer portal and NIL stuff and things like that. I mean, for fuck's sakes, their whole football locker room's named after Tom Izzo. Yeah, that is really weird. It, it's just not a football school anymore. I think they're done. I I think yeah. this is a under five and a half team. I don't think they're going to make a bowl game. I think it'll be a really tough stretch for them. Because I also believe they're one of the unfortunate few that have to play the three. Correct. Michigan, they do have, Ohio State, Penn State. They do have the two three at home, but yeah. uh, still at Iowa is also not going to be an easy one for them. Right. And then, I mean, hell, then they even play Washington. Yeah. Like Washington's a legit team. They could probably start off the season one and four. I, Central Michigan isn't awful, but – this is like the least lack of starting people playing for a college team. Okay. Uh, we got two more. Illinois. I forget I they even Illinois have a football does. program sometimes. 
they're very hit or miss, right? I think this is a bowl team. Um, I don't think it's anything spectacular. I think this is another six to seven win team. I they'll get a bowl. They'll go play at the Tropical Smoothie Bowl somewhere, whatever we want to call it. They did uh, luck out and avoid both Michigan and Ohio State. Right. But they got – so their first three games, Toledo, probably the best team in the MAC, And that's not even me, like, being a smartass. That, that's probably a team that will win the MAC and be decent. They got Kansas. They're going into Lawrence. Kansas isn't that same Kansas we used to know and love. Right. They got Penn State. So there's a potential 0-3 start to this team. Uh, FAU, I believe that's where Tom Herman went. I could be wrong, or I'm mixing the, the two up. Either Tom Herman or... Uh, it is Tom Herman. Other... Okay. So they also just got the quarterback transfer, Casey Thompson from Nebraska. Not saying that FAU is going to be like a mind-blowing game here, but they could be decent. Uh, so yeah, I really do think they'd start like, what, one and three? One and four, just because I don't know what... It... Produce my biggest question mark on this team. I... Don't know what they're going to do. They, they usually are that spoiler maker style team, but they've lost their coach to Louisville. He's leaving there. Um, a lot of kids left because their coach left, right? That's what typically happens. So I don't know what we're going to get out of Purdue. I don't think they're bad enough to go under five wins, but I also don't think they're great to go over six. So I'm kind of in the middle there. I think if I had to flip a coin, I'd just take the over because I think Purdue has a pretty easy... Uh, non-conference. Yeah, the non-conference isn't bad. The conference is not ideal, but... Yeah, I mean, um, they got Fresno State, Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and then basically after that, it's all... Eh, give me the under on Purdue, but... Yeah, they are at Virginia Tech, at Iowa, at Michigan, at Nebraska. They do have Ohio State and Minnesota at home. So, yeah... Illinois, I think I think getting seven wins and that's where their over-under is is going to be pretty tough. I would go with the under. Okay. Um, all right, last one is Minnesota, the Golden Gophers. They also have some weird kind of cloud going on there. I, I think P.J. Fleck is getting some uh, – I don't think it's Northwestern hazing bad, but I do think that he is uh, it's getting some bad attention the way he – Runs it like a cult, which honestly, that just sounds like a football program to me. <laughs> yep. It just sounds, sounds like, like the like high school coach we've ever had. Yep. Sounds like he's doing his job. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. They, I mean, they started off real hot last year and then faded fast. Um, you know, uh, non-conference isn't too bad. Uh, at Iowa and at Ohio State, it's obviously not going to be fun. But they get Michigan at home, if that's better. At UNC. Now, that's a, a yeah, spicy that's one. it's going to be a tough one. UNC should be good this year. But, I mean, hell, I see they should win against Nebraska just to get started off. We haven't talked about Nebraska yet with Matt Rule. But um, they should beat Nebraska. They should beat Eastern Michigan. They're going to lose North Carolina, and that's going to be probably an ugly game, and that's going to wake a lot of people up. But the beautiful thing is they get a bounce back with Northwestern. They get Louisiana. That should be two wins there. 
Then they go through the gauntlet. So it goes Michigan, Iowa. I think those are two losses. They'll beat Michigan State. They'll probably beat Illinois, Purdue. Then they'll lose Ohio State and Wisconsin. So I think this is your perfect 6-6 six and six bowl team. Another team they'll make it to the Outdoor Camping World Bowl. Just some kind of boo-boo bullshit like that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you're right. I did forget about Nebraska. Uh, Nebraska, I'm looking now, no Ohio State in the schedule, so that's good. Uh, Michigan at home, so that's good. Um, looks like their toughest games are maybe at Wisconsin and yeah, at Minnesota. Uh, at Minnesota, that's, that's going to be a tough game for them. Uh, they get Colorado. They get to see what that's like for the first time. That's Colorado's first game, I believe. Ooh, that's a um, loss for Nebraska. I don't think it is. I, and this is... I actually really like Matt Rule. Uh, he's turned around, what, Temple within a year. He turned around Baylor after an awful scandal there really quickly. I yep. think with the amount of money and boosters he has in Nebraska, he should make this a very top 10 program within about a year or two years. I just think the year one is going to be the toughest. Um, they're over under, I believe, was three Six. and a half wins. Six? Yeah. Jesus. Okay, so I have them for like at least five wins, minimum five. Uh, I would have to go under there. But I wouldn't sleep on Matt Rule if he does – make it to a bowl, I think that's a really big accomplishment for them. I know he's yeah, got I think I'm, from the transfer portal as well. I could see them getting to five wins, which compared to where they've been the past two years, I think most Nebraska fans would just say, fuck it, take it. We'll take the progress. Yeah, after, I mean, really, let's look at their last since 2018. 2018, they went 4-8. 2019, 5-7. 2020, kind of a bullshit year, but 3-5. and five. 2021, three and nine. Last year, four and eight. I think they get back to five and seven. I think they <laughs> yeah, lose to Colorado, but um, it's hard for me to say yes. They're going to go over six wins. It is home slices first year. Uh, I think the under on that should be pretty much good to go. That should be a, like a little safe investment there. So yeah, not much I could really talk more about that. I I know they've got a couple of kids from the transfer portal. There's still a little bit of a quarterback battle going on. So concerned. Any Heisman? I, I know there's a little Marvin Harrison buzz. Um, otherwise, really not incredible quarterback play. Um, Ten, unless you really believe the JJ McCarthy one, but I don't. I I look at him as a Zach Wilson that made it to a big school. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know i mean i've seen him i've seen games where i'm like okay all jj mccarthy is is a game manager he's like an alex smith uh trent dilfer's type and then i've seen some games where i'm like he has 538 yards and he's 37 for 44 and i'm like i guess maybe i you know underrate him um just being so far up north and being out of my area that i watch but for sure. Him and Kyle McCord, which Kyle McCord has only played like a few snaps in college, have the exact same odds of winning a Heisman. 18 to 1. I mean, if Michigan... 30 to 1. If Michigan runs the table, is he not at least invited to the ceremony? 
Is there any scenario? Yeah. But, I mean, I I would actually say they will probably give it to Marvin Harrison Jr. Just because he's... If Kyle McCord's in the conversation, probably because Marvin Harrison Jr. has like 5,000 receiving yards, some shit like that, right? Right. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I don't necessarily see that. I think my best bets of this, realistically, uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, both over. Uh, I love, I think Michigan wins the Big Ten. Uh, college football playoff appearance or plus 125 for Michigan. I have them going undefeated in 12-0 at plus 250. Those are basically my Michigan bets at that point, so there's three or four there. My lock of the century, I think, is going to be Northwestern under two and a half wins. That is uh, bet the house, bet the mortgage, put your 401k on it. That's They're not winning more than two games. There's no fucking way. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, I like it. I like the bull prediction. Um, okay. Anything else on Big Ten? Nope. I think we covered each team. Covered each team fairly, okay. too. Okay, let's uh, go ahead and then take a look at some baseball games here for those who will be listening today. Um, anything on today's baseball lineup that you like? Yeah, I first game that kind of caught my eye, it starts at 1 o'clock my time or 2 your time. Um, I kind of like the Diamondbacks money line. Mm-hmm. Yep, I was looking at that as well. Dallas fucking Keuchel is starting for the Twins, so I don't think we have... We don't get many opportunities of a fair win or just an easy win. And since Dallas Keuchel's been cut, we've missed that. Now he's back. So to celebrate him being back, I will bet against him one more time. Because <laughs> we don't know when he's going to get cut again. Okay. Uh, uh, I like yeah, I'm taking a bounce back. I like that as well. Um, Charlie Morton, I mean, Steele's not a terrible pitcher. But no, I mean, no, no Chucky ball game will eat in innings. It really just depends on like, cause dude, I've been getting absolutely cooked by the Cubs this week. I think they've scored a hundred runs this whole since Monday. I know, which is crazy. Cause they only had like a hundred runs the rest of the season. So <laughs> yeah, yeah they, all... they definitely knew <laughs> you definitely motivated them somehow. Yeah. Um, uh, other things I like, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, I was just going to, you know, uh, I like the Phillies. Um, obviously, they're big favorites against the Red Hot Royals. Um, however, Granky is 1-11 with a 5.3 ERA. Uh, Phillies are at home. Um, you know, I'll take the Phillies all day in that kind of a matchup. Um, I, I mean, you know, you know we love the Orioles. Uh, can they really keep it up forever? I just like expecting to, you know, Come crashing down, but I guess, I guess the Mets have just given up. Like <laughs> the Mets, I think the they they're they're moving on to twenty twenty six. They're they're done. Correct, but I also mean like the actual Mets who are still on the team are giving up. <laughs> oh yeah, like I think they are drinking beer, maybe playing Mario Kart in the clubhouse. Um, I don't think they care uh, so much anymore. Um, they're tired of getting shit on by the fans and. Uh, for the rest of the year, I mean, it's going to be pretty attractive to to bet against that Mets lineup. I I mean, 
we can just look at them as like a uh, the new Royals or Athletics. I think they're done for the rest of the year. Yep. Uh, speaking of Athletics, uh, Alex Cobb and the Giants. Uh, pretty favorable matchup, I guess, for the Giants. Um, in Oakland, all of 300 fans who will be there. Uh, Louis Medina on the mound for the Athletics. Uh, give me I the Giants. Your, uh, pre-game, I get basically every day now, just to kind of go to bed. I like Dallas mm-hmm. Braden a lot. I think they have like 15,000 people tailgating outside of the stadium, but only have like 3,000 in the game. Interesting. They're doing their best to keep it there. I do appreciate the fans out there. But, yeah, I do think the Giants with Cobb, that should be a good win. Even I like the run line at that minus one and a half. Yeah. Uh, a game that I'm looking at here, Astros-Yankees. Um, Carlos Rodon's pitching. We got Yerquiti going for the Astros. I think he's coming back off of an injury off the IL. But we're getting the Astros at a pretty favorable line here. I'm not sold on the Yankees. I know the Yankees so far have taken two out of three. This is kind of like to tie up the series. I really like the Astros at even money here at Moneyline. Yeah. Yeah. Two teams kind of stuck in that middle ground uh, where they've been the favorites before, but they're, I mean, the rest of the year, I, there's no way you can expect. I don't expect the Astros or Yankees to necessarily go deep. Maybe the Astros have a chance. Astros have a good team. I mean, even with the injury bug that they've caught, they're still, what, two and a half games back from the Rangers? Yeah. And before this, they were a half game back before playing the Yankees. So I do appreciate This is the first time in my life that I'm, like, cheering on the Yankees to win. Usually at this point in August, I don't give a shit about baseball anymore. But now that I have, like, an actual gleaming of hope that my divisional tickets will win, I need right. the Astros to lose every game. But that being said, I just think that Carlos Rodon has not looked great getting back into it. The Astro team still has Jordan, Kyle Tucker, Altuve, Bregman. I think you're getting those four guys in a lineup. I mean, Chase McCormick, dude, holy shit. He's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball and he's batting five hole. Like getting them at even money against Carlos Rodon and they tear up lefties. This might be a really good bet. Okay. Nice. I like it. Um, elsewhere, anything else? Oh, we got, we have to mention Lance Lynn versus Dick Hill. Dodgers, oh, Padres, Big Dick Mountain. Um, I mean, it's over under nine and a half right now. It's a little looks like trending towards the over. Um, I don't know. I like uh, either of these uh, for the over simply because both those pitchers could give up ten runs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you watched last night, you saw eight runs all in the eighth inning. So, yep. And that was just a brain fart from the Dodgers. Um. Uh, I think this game could go easy, like pretty easily over nine runs. Is this a Sunday night baseball game too? Yes, it is. Yeah, you got to assume that there's juice balls in there. Yeah, I like the over. I like the over nine and a half. <laughs> is that a conspiracy theory that people believe? I think it's a real one. I don't know if it's a theory. <laughs> I think it's it's just fact. You think so? Yeah, I mean, they, they've uh... openly said like, hey, yeah, we've done special balls to special games. Why do you think Judge hit an absolute tank against the Rangers for his, like, record-breaking thing. They had all juice balls. Even the pitchers were talking about, like, yeah, these balls just feel weird. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not what they meant, but I love that you believe it. <laughs> yeah, other than uh, being a little bit of a just kind of 
just a value play here. Marlins with Sandy pitching. They're dogs today, plus 110. Heaney had a great outing last time. That means Heaney is going to give up about eight runs today. That's just the way his pattern and trends work. I don't hate betting Marlins money line. I think Sandy will do all right. Uh, they've gotten a jump on us in every single game. We've just happened to come back and win. Yep. I don't know if you can do that three straight against an actual Cy Young pitcher here. That being said, I do like the Marlins money line as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm less confident on the Marlins. Uh, obviously, they've been really uh, inconsistent here after the All-Star break. But, uh, yeah, it should be a good one. Uh, I also have Marlins Rangers no runs first inning. Um, hoping to catch that one later. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Um, elsewhere, the rest of them, uh, I don't know. Uh, Pirates, Brewers, Woodruff's only played one game. Now, he didn't give up any runs in that game. But, uh, I don't know. I just... <laughs> It's so hard for me to bet on the Brewers, <laughs> always. I just don't trust them. Uh, Rays, uh, decent two-to-one favorites. Uh, Glasnow yeah, like, going. I like them at the run line, minus one and a half. Okay, good. Good, 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 because I had that in any bet as well. Um, okay, cool. Anything else for baseball today? You want to give your uh, Jake, Jake Paul recap? Dude, I'm... I'm not buying that shit anymore. I'm done. It's so <laughs> like I I love watching boxing and like UFC fights. That's like one of my like I'm gonna spoil myself and pay for it kind of thing. But I literally feel like I paid for an XFL game when I wanted to watch NFL. See, like At I'm least... not a a boxing purist by any standards, but I enjoy that these weird exhibition fights people are throwing and landing way more punches. <laughs> There's no defense. There's very little defense uh, compared to like a high-profile boxing fight. Okay. Uh, if you've ever seen a Nate Diaz fight in MMA or UFC, yep. the guy is typically bleeding every like within 10 seconds. The fact <laughs> that he was not a bloody mess after the fifth round, this is where yeah. I know that Jake Paul's a bullshit fucking boxer. Full shit. It's not real. It's. I mean, it's a little real, right? Yeah, I, I just, mean, he's... I don't have any faith, and he might as well just go do WWE with his brother. Brother, awesome. Watched him do a little bit yesterday on Peacock. Great, good. That was really cool to watch. He's fucking talented. I mean, to be fair, they're both really talented, right? They're both really decorated high school wrestlers. Um, it's not like they were literally just. YouTube personalities who sat in their room all the time screaming like they're they're athletes for sure. Uh, and uh, I feel like Jake has worked hard and he's definitely bulked up and, you know, he's going to keep getting, uh, you know, 10 million to go fight some, you know, usually watched uh, UFC guy. I would make my career out of that. Why not? I know he's a brilliant businessman because he's not with any He's his own promoter. He's his own thing. Like, these are all, like, not real fights. Like, these yeah. aren't a part of any boxing organization. And we're still paying fucking 50 to $60 to watch. And I'm just, it's fucking ridiculous. Yep. So. Yeah. That's my last thoughts on that of boxing. Uh, I don't think we have anything else. I mean, USA lost today. Women. Yes, they did. Cost me 10 bucks. That one coming. 
very upset. <laughs> uh, we do have one uh, Women's World Cup play. Uh, we're going to go over two and a half goals, England, Nigeria, uh, just for those true degenerates out there looking to get some Women's World Cup action. Um, but other than that, I got nothing else. Anything on your end? No, I know soccer Premier League starts next, what, next Sunday? Yeah, next Sunday, um, we'll probably, over the next three pods, have maybe have a little bit of a preview of that. Um, Wednesday, we're going to do Big 12, correct? Yeah, Big 12, this is my conference. And then, uh, what, next Sunday we'll do, after this, a week from now, we'll do uh, ACC? Yep. Yep. Uh, getting getting close, getting excited. I'm, I'm just ready for football. <laughs> Can't get here quick enough. I found out my uh, my job has a uh, Sunday ticket uh and red zone and now i'm like we have like an upstairs bar we call the sky bar so now i'm trying to position to figure out how i can get like our audio to just play the sky bar up there and like get like a football atmosphere up there uh we'll see if i'm successful or not but <laughs> that's what i'm thinking about when i'm at work these days i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to hit some bets today to actually pay for the fucking ticket i'm still haven't done it yet Yikes. Got to figure out, uh, got to be some sort of workaround, right? Yeah. I mean, isn't the YouTube one's a little bit cheaper than the DirecTV one, right? No. No. (laughs) Nope, that's not how that works. (laughs) Sadly, and then DirecTV used to do it on a monthly thing. It was like, okay, you only had to pay like 60, 70 bucks a month for the whole season. Now it's, I have to drop like 450 for all of it. So yeah, we'll figure it out. I mean... Okay. I, I can sell Wrigley for parts. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. Well, that's all we got for this episode. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends all about your goose and your gambles. We will be back uh, Wednesday, and we will see you guys then. Later.